0: Welcome back to another episode of The Junction. I'm really excited about today's episode, Chase, because we're going to like get a little bit more specific, some use cases that we are utilizing in-house for... Yeah, internally. Internally to help our sales teams and salespeople do what they do best and maybe automate the things that... They're repetitive. That are repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, let's talk through how... I, AI, I just want to go out here and say AI alone is not enough. Having yeah, an AI, totally. a sales AI tool is not enough. We need, we believe in pairing that with the automation. If you have multiple AI tools, but none of them are connected, you're still manually probably importing or exporting that data or manually jumping in, doing the swivel chair looking between yeah. systems. Right. So tell us a little bit how how have we bridged the gap between systems? with automation and then we can kind of get into some of the value of adding ai
1: on top of that well we talked about data right in the last episode and what a lot of these tools are doing are accessing the data but only from one platform right salesforce just had a big announcement with all the gpt cool things that they're really doing and and no lie like those are going to be really great but they're only going to access what is in salesforce right where where you can get even more benefit, right? Is is if you can pair automation with the AI to now access uh, different databases, right? Let's connect it to HubSpot, Salesforce, and your ERP system, and now the AI has the ability to look across all three systems and not just what's in that one database,
0: and or not just what you fed it to train it from one database. Exactly.
1: Well, you take a trained model, right, and you give it access to more context. And it's naturally going to be better at what you ask it to do. What I'm really excited about is something we're doing internally, right, is, and and I'll make this disclaimer, a lot of what we're going to talk about today are things that people and uh, organizations are already doing. Um, there's Gong is, we were talking about this right before we started, right, they do a lot of what we're going to talk about. Um... Uh, Chat Spot is a new HubSpot tool that will do, you know, some of what we're talking about, and just like I mentioned, Salesforce is going to do some of what we talked about. And if those are up your alley, go for it. What we're talking about is maybe one step beyond that. Each of those tools has maybe kind of like this, not necessarily a specific use case, but like a specific area that it focuses on. Right? Gong focuses on call recordings. Salesforce GPT is going to be looking at the data and the records that it has access to. Chatspun is going to be looking at building out or writing content, right? Write me an email, right? Let me look at the competitors that are associated with my company. Things like that. What we're trying to do is actually take all of those, build uh, some automation to basically kind of connect those three areas and then utilize AI to sit right on top of that and give us insights that we could go get with each of those three different tool sets or we could just give it all in one spot. So the first place that we're going to utilize this is with these uh, these call transcripts. We actually do uh, pull these out through a lot of automation. We back everything up into Google Drive. And then we pull from those... From Zoom. Yes, from Zoom, right? We pull that out, we put it in Google Drive, then we send that over to Salesforce. Salesforce now has a record of every meeting that we've ever had, right? And On they- the account? On contact opportunity, that is actually coming. Um, That is our hope. Right now, we've got a record being created for the meeting recording. We upload those files, or we effectively link to them. We do upload, I believe, the transcript to the file object inside of Salesforce. And what we're going to end up doing is uh, giving people access. And we've been doing this, to be clear, for a while, very
0: a lot, many years, right. So we've got lots of historical recordings. Oh, yeah. We've got a ton because of Because Zoom Zoom doesn't keep them, right, after like 30 days no. or something.
1: they. No. Uh, I mean, they'll charge you more money if you want oh, to I see. store it for longer. Okay. We, we actually went way over that limit, and they didn't tell us or didn't contact us and try to charge us more money for a long time. Um, and then they finally did, and I mean, we... We paired that back because it was kind of funny.
0: It is interesting, though, because if you have people who don't have a Salesforce license, but they need access to a recording for some reason, or not only attaching it to the record in Salesforce, but then also having a backup in Google Drive serves more than one purpose. Oh, yeah. It's backed up, but then... Again, not everyone in every org has a Salesforce license. So you now have...
1: Well, speaking to what we are already doing or what we have been doing, a meeting recording message now goes in Slack to inform you. Which I
0: love, by the way. Hey, the meeting recording is
1: is finished. Yeah, and here's the link. Here's the link, yep. You can then send that out to your other team members.
0: Team members, prospects, partners.
1: Yeah. So we're going to extend that, right? We've got... A link to the recording, it pulls up a record in Salesforce. We actually utilize a lot of Salesforce privacy and security settings to make sure that only the right people have uh, the right access to those meeting recordings. That's important. Um, But the next step that we're gonna take, right, is add this layer. And this is more what kind of Gong does, right? Gong analyzes the recordings, it gives you the ability to kind of ask these questions through AI. And we're going to do something very similar um, and and give folks the ability to ask questions of that specific meeting recording, you know, like within Slack, within Slack, within the meeting recording record inside of Salesforce. So you can easily say like, what were some action items from this call? And it will, you know, spit those out. You could ask it to summarize what was the, you know, what's the summary of the call how is the tone? I mean, you name it. And the benefit here is that we can ask any question that, that we can dream up of. Um, and those questions and those answers get pulled up right in front of you the moment that you ask them. Um, again, Gong Gong has done this for a long time. We're big fans of Gong. Um, so if you already have Gong, then you know maybe that won't help out so much. But it's not necessarily just the AI piece. It's the junction right, of AI and automation that gives you much more efficiency that your team will be able to utilize and they'll just be able to do a whole lot more because they're not spending time. Where, where's the meeting recording, right? Or I can't remember, what, what did we say? Or, um, you know, one of the things we we talked about earlier was we, uh, we're going to call it Ask Bjorn, right? Hey, where's the meeting recording from, you know, Thursday of last week when I talked to to Joe Schmo, right? And it will be able to go find those things. So when you combine... That AI, way I'm not
0: going back to my calendar, clicking on copying pasting yeah. the meeting...
1: We do this title. all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's like, oh, it takes me like 10 minutes maybe to like have the first thought to pulling up the transcript and reading it. 10,
0: Ten minutes for every call over the course of a year? Yeah.
1: That's- no, let's say five. Let's just be okay. conservative, right? Five minutes. Let's say I do that maybe, I don't know, uh, we'll go, we'll say 10 times a week, okay. which is probably a little much, but on average across all the employees, right? And let's say you do that for uh, 10 employees, right? So five minutes, 10 times, that's 50 minutes, that's 500 minutes for 10 employees, right? That's a decent amount of time that your team is just going around looking for answers. And if you can provide that automation that just level uh, uh, pulls that up in front of them and then they can go ask these questions, you're naturally going to get a ton of efficiency out of it.
0: Well, and you can feasibly deliver a better customer experience because you're back-to-back-to-back, you say, hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Prospect, I'm going to send you that call recording after yeah at the end of the day. Oh yeah, you you run a few meetings. All you got to do, pop into Slack, see your recordings, copy paste. I mean, feasibly, if you're not back to back, then you're doing it right when it surfaces. And so I just think it's not just a value add internally and saving me time or you time. We're now delivering on what we said we would do for right. the prospect or the customer or the partner faster. <sighs>
1: Well, you actually just gave me a great idea, and this is one of the things we're already doing. <clears throat> right before, right before the meeting happens, literally one minute before a meeting happens in Slack, it will pop up and say, "Hey, you've got a meeting starting here soon. Here's the title. Here's some of the attendees. Right-click the link to join the meeting." Makes it super easy, so you don't have to like try to. F- Where's my calendar? Okay, I've got eight thousand tabs open. Right, just click the button. Boom, you're in the meeting. And you know, for those of us that are not always watching the clock. Uh, I do this all the time, right? And I'm joining at eight eight 8.59, right? And 59 seconds. At the last possible moment, I click the button. What I really think would be awesome is if in that same message, right, it pops up links to previous recordings that I've had with this person. And now, even above and beyond that, a summary of what we talked about in that last meeting. Because I, I'm telling you, every time I get on the meeting, I'm like, oh shoot, what, what did we talk about? Hey guys, I sorry I'm just hopping from back to back. You know what? Can you remind meeting, me what we're meeting for? Meeting date? Oh yeah. Oh,
0: it's good to see you guys since we met last Thursday. Yeah. Here are the top three things yeah.
1: that we covered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, can you do that? Oh, for sure. Can you go build it right uh, now?
1: Yeah. Uh, hold on. We, we'll pause this.
0: <laughs> Commercial break.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know I can't tell you how many times. And uh, now I'm like super pumped about this. How many times I've gotten on the phone and I literally say. Hey guys, I'm just hopping off another call. Sorry, I'm a minute late. Like, I don't have anything pulled up. Can you remind me what we're talking about? You know, mm. and not only kind does of on that, on your back foot. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that that, I won't say that's, it's maybe slightly unprofessional. It's not the best experience, right? For the person that you're meeting with, whether it's a partner, customer, prospect. You want recruit. them to
0: feel like you spent time Exactly. going over your notes yeah. in between and meetings. You're, and you're
1: ready to roll. And boom, <laughs> within, you know, 15 seconds, you have all of that data that you need. And yeah and to be you know to be fair these are some things to that you could do with AI by itself but that level of automation is something that we are slowly building out to give people what they're looking for.
0: I do think that we have done some really unique cool things with Slack between our other apps. Like we're huge, we live in Slack, there's no question. I've actually never I think it's one of the first companies I've worked for in my career that there is a one singular channel prior to you know I had roles where there was no chat, right? Yeah. Email was king, but you also had phone calls. And then there was kind of the in-person right. things that happened. But truly everything for us at Venn happens in Slack. Oh, and 100%. so if you need to get hold of someone or that's that's our like we talk about content is king. Yeah. If I want to know the answer to something or pull something up, I'm not searching my inbox. I'm so now granted I am not as in much of a customer-facing role. Sure, you know you and Brenton, folks in sales, delivery. Yeah. Um, you're also managing clients, but we we have shared channels with clients and partners in yeah. Slack, right? So, um, I do think we've done some really unique things there, and the more uh, information and visibility that we can get from these various systems pulled in to Slack, yeah, the better.
1: I I'm getting really bad about making this correlation of like the intern right and the the AI right like but in reality we're, we're talking about how much better AI gets when you provide more context well AI is really just a kind of a replica of a, an individual person right that is doing work and the more context you give AI the better it's going to get the more context you give somebody, right, the better they're going to have, be prepared, right, the better, better they're going to perform. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do, right? It's a, it's a people process technology and if you can bring all those into really tight-knit circles that kind of look like our logo, then you're going to be very successful, right? You're going to set that person up for success. So we've talked a little bit about the automations that we're doing today and
0: now we're actively discussing internally what layering AI on top of that would look like. Let's talk about the one specific use case around Zoom recordings that we've been exploring lately. So, the way we've broken this out for listeners, if you're doing your own uh, building out use cases internally, we just we use we put it on a slide. What's your problem statement? Call recordings, um, we we can access them, right? We've talked about all the cool different places we dropped them into. We even send them to you in Slack. We make it so easy but they take too long to digest. We don't have that summary today.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, you run a 60-minute phone call, and on average you probably speak, I don't know, 60 words per minute. I'm totally making that up. But, like, there's so much content and data, right, from a raw data standpoint that gets, um, not transcribed, transpired, right, between two individuals if you're trying to digest that in 30 seconds, it's probably impossible, right? To digest the entire phone call in 30 seconds and be ready to roll and hop onto the next phone call. And where we can, um, where we can really benefit is asking all of these questions potentially in advance. Not only give folks like the ability, right, to have a chat area where they can ask questions, but let's provide that high level summary. And so that's here's kind of- the uh, on a.
0: So- sales call. Here are the five questions or things that we want to know. Right. So you're saying that we would feed this model right. a template of sorts and then with every call that is tagged this if it's a sales call. Yeah. Right? It's a it's a opportunity in the demo stage. Exactly. We want it to summarize you know next steps, sentiment, questions, concerns all in Slack.
1: Yeah. Well, this this goes into you were talking about the slide. It goes into this idea of there's utility approaches and there's insightful approaches, right? The utility gives me the ability to utilize it and do you know, let me type some stuff, right? The insight is kind of um, maybe proactive in a sense, like it happens before something. You know, I'm not necessarily typing anything, but. If you do both, you're you're in a really good spot. If you can only do, if you can just do one of them, you're in a good spot. But we're going to focus on both. The utility side would be the chat piece, right? Let me mm-hmm. ask questions mm-hmm. of this transcript, and the uh, the insight piece is where we're going to preemptively ask questions of that call recording, right?
0: And I'm hoping that as we go build this, at least on the marketing side, we are have, I mean. We're, if we're collecting that and putting that into Slack, we're summarizing that in some form. Oh yeah, and then we can go look at it in mass.
1: Ex- exactly. Well, you kind of stole my thunder, but that's <laughs> where I'm going. The and and we broke this out right. The best way to probably go about this is write out use cases. Right. Think of areas where um, you might benefit from this, because you are going to have to ask the question of yourself. You know, if this is something we want to proactively or preemptively do, you're going to have to kind of go program it, if you will, right? Like with the chat idea, I can just instantly think of a question and type it out. Um, But that's what we did. We wrote down a bunch of use cases here. Um, One of them was the summary, right? Let's just summarize the call. That's pretty straightforward. A lot of tools can do that. Um, You do have to be a little bit worried about the the context that you provide it because sometimes the call transcript is a little too long. We can talk about that more. Um, we were thinking maybe we can get next steps or action items. Mm-hmm. There, was a, uh, there was an old tool out there that would hop in on your Zoom recordings and you could be like, action item, and then say, you know, whatever. Note taker or something. Yeah, yeah. You'd like have to you know, do the, the keyword to get it to key off of. Mm-hmm. Well, ChatGBT, these AI systems, they don't need the keyword. They can just say, they can hear us you know, talk about like, oh, yeah, that's something that I'll do when we get off the phone. Well, that sounds a lot like an action item, right? And these AI systems can pick up on that. Um, the other one, or another one at least, was out, bulleting out requirements and scope, at least as it relates to that one particular call. Like, you know, maybe the customer's like, hey, I just really need it to uh, show me all of the, uh, I don't know, um, best uh, the best opportunities. Like, I want to be able to see my opportunities, my opportunities that are going to close this month, okay? Okay that's a requirement, right? They need to be able to do that. It's not necessarily how we would go do it, but sure. they're saying this is what I want, right? And it can pull that out. Sentiment is another one. And yeah, I'll be honest, this one's probably maybe not cliché to the to uh, to an extent, but it is it is relevant. Um not necessarily to this one phone call, but mel like what you were saying is Well, if we have 1,000 calls and we have this sentiment across some kind of score, right, across 1,000 calls, well, now that starts to become really powerful. Because I can say, hey, AI, um, or ask Bjorn, you know, ask Bjorn, um, tell me what the sentiment is like when Mel is on the phone with customers. And it's going to send back and say, hey, the average score for Mel is a 10 right? But maybe you have somebody that is new and is needs some help. Well, you can ask what's the sentiment of those phone calls when Chase is on the phone and it's going to be like, yeah, that's a three, you know? Um, but if you have these scores, right, or this data that's being recorded for every call and you've got thousands of calls, now you can start to get a ton of insight, right? You can even have the AI, and this is something we will probably end up doing, right? Is saying, you know, across all of the sales calls, who, who has the happiest, um, you know, sentiments? Right? And let's see if that
0: correlates too. By the way, let's check it to close rate. Yeah. Or we run into this. Any, any business runs into this. Every salesperson knows when a deal is like, I've got them, I've yeah. got the customer. They're going to yeah. sign this week. And you know, I, I never do that. Never. Right, and so we we talk a little bit about like push rate and so a lot of a lot of any company kind of reports against a pipeline it can be subjective right yeah like you're doing your due diligence also things just happen like people ghost people like yeah. it happens in the sales cycle right. um, so you're it's not meant to be uh, weaponized but more to understand how oh, for uh, sure. like of what we say, yeah. And feel like we're going to go close this month. Yeah. What actually books and then what pushes. Yeah. And oh, by the way, let's pair that with sentiment and let's pair that with, and then we can identify training right. uh, gaps. We can identify, maybe there's even, as you're talking through requirements, I'm starting to think upsell, cross sell opportunities that mm-hmm. might not be as obvious to mm-hmm. someone, especially if they are new. Yeah. You've got a, a new account manager or uh, a new salesperson. Line and, and they're not differentiating between mm-hmm. that's in scope, out of scope. This could be upsell, cross sell opportunity based on what you provide.
1: Well, you're you're talking about that that crossover from AI and the automation. I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great if the AI automatically pulls up a, um, or sends out notifications when there's a call that is worth you know quoting, right? Like hey, this was a really great call, sentiment was really high, customers said, you know, these really great things, boom, let's send that out to the marketing team, automatically give them access to the transcript, give them the quote that they should quote in their social channels, right? Like that automation provides that kind of um, efficiency that we don't have right now because we still need Brent or Chase to be like, to remember, which it's really a challenge for me, right? But to remember and say, hey, Mel, hey, Randall, I just had this great call. And sometimes, you know, we get really excited about those things, but boom, now I'm back to, okay, we got to close the deal.
0: Yeah. Even just after post deal, right? We've delivered or we're in delivery or we have delivered a solution project and we get folks on the phone saying the same stuff. Gosh, I'm so happy. This integration saved me so much, so much time. It's not, it, of course, we're always trying to remind folks internally, hey, if you have a great call, send me the recording. But to your point, a tool like this can flag it and surface it without marketing relying on sales or delivery.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the benefits that we're going to get here, because we are already doing all this automation, when we layer in the AI not only for sales, and I know our episode is mostly focused on sales, but Mm -hmm. we are pulling in all of our calls, right? And we're not just doing sales, right? We're doing recruiting. We're having internal meetings. Um, We're talking about how uh, we should market, right? We have got these calls or Mm -hmm. recordings, right? Basically anything we can put in here, we're now going to benefit from some level of AI and being able to ask those questions. I think this will probably come across uh, really well or work out really well for us on the recruiting side, you know. I love the recruiting use cases. Like, I can't tell you how many times people were like, oh, I read every, uh, you know, every article. I watched every video. Those are things that we should be putting on the internet, you know. Like... Well,
0: it signals to marketing. Let's keep doing it, right? Right. I, yeah. I can obviously look at views and impressions and other metrics. I can ask. I always ask qualitatively when we have a candidate in the right. office. How'd you find us? You know, and and it. You know, Sam does a great job. She does all of our phone screening, right. Of asking if they've been out on the website and looked at any of our content. But that additional insight automatically tells us double down on those things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or. We're not getting much traction in this area. Maybe we stop. It's that start stop mechanism.
1: Yeah, exactly. Without the
0: manual analysis by a person.
1: Exactly. Um, Why don't we talk about what other people are doing? You know, we've got some good use cases internally. We've talked about Gong a little bit. Um, What about ChatSpot and uh, what HubSpot is doing? Like, how are they utilizing, How how is HubSpot utilizing AI to do things inside of HubSpot? I'm thinking about content creation, right? They've got the ability to do, um, uh, to basically write your emails for you, right? What are, what are you doing internally at Ven to utilize some of the tools that HubSpot has pulled out?
0: And they're rolling out feature new features all the time yeah i feel like every time i am go back into it and do a refresh it's given me another tour which i mean props like i i'm a huge fan yeah of, of hubspot um i i have played around a little bit with some of the content rewrites features um i need w- we talked about this in an earlier episode around marketing use cases i will would love to do more analysis around okay of, of the emails like it tells you like this email's performing poorly. Yeah. But like why? D- it does, does it I don't know, does it? No. I, I haven't spent enough time with it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that it would be interesting if they took it that direction. Right. To say this email and this drip uh that you have email three of four. Yeah. Super low clicks, low engagement, here is what our AI content
1: Right. Or here's like an example rewrite. Or here's how you should say it.
0: Yeah. Based on the activity and the engagement or lack thereof. And and it's looking at all four emails and the content, the call to action, the tone. Yeah. You know, at some point a human wrote all of these emails, right? We've I can't say that we have um since they've rolled out the email generation kind of go write me this based on these three things. Like we're not running drips today that are all AI generated content. Yeah. I think that's probably where things are going. Right. It would also be interesting for it to proactively suggest yeah. campaigns. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Like no,
1: that would be awesome. Like and, hey, build out the whole build out the whole camp or template, right? right. Build a template for it. We me.
0: talked about it. Like it's not gonna replace the idea, right? We yeah. we we talked the about the, the Venn screen, right. You know, the original concept. Yeah. But actual execution or identifying areas where, hey, you've got like highly engaged people, they keep coming to the website, they keep going to these types of articles. Like, I mean, again, those are things that I'm already doing today, right? Our, t- our team is actively doing. Yeah. But to have that predictive or, you know, a, an additional, it's that assistant, that intern, right. so to speak, that says, I'm noticing a lot of traffic to these pages and, you know, maybe, maybe in it, we're getting return visitors. Is it like, can it propose or suggest content yeah. around
1: it? I love that. And I think that's one of the things that we are focusing on internally is not like something that is just out of the blue. We've never done it before. Like, man, this could give us a lot of bang for our buck, but what we're focusing on in utilizing AI and automation are, are things that we're already doing, right? Like Hey, Mel, can you come up with a cr- really cool campaign? And now you have to, like, not only think about what we're going to do, but then you've got to template it out. You've got to write down all the tasks. Right. I, I mean, like
0: today, uh, you know, let's take it back to HubSpot. When we go, we brought, a, let's just say, a very light campaign. Or we know we've got one video we want to send to customers via email. Yeah. Um, and there's a call to action to fill out a form. mm If I could tell HubSpot to go build me a workflow, triggered, this is the trigger, this is the thing, and it goes and builds me a workflow. Yeah. Today, I'm doing the point and click. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. I know how to do it, but can it do it for me faster based on prompts or direction? I would give that direction to someone on my team anyways. Right. Hey, Randall, can you go build a workflow? The trigger criteria is this list segmentation is a partner. Yeah. And we want to make them a marketing contact. And we build an if-then branch for that. I mean, these are things that maybe, maybe HubSpot's already talking about it and I've just missed it somewhere. But that's where my brain goes with it.
1: Yeah. Well, Salesforce is, they had a, a press release, right? They're going to do all these things with GPT. One of them was Flow GPT. Mm. And flows, if you're not a Salesforce user, much like HubSpot workflows, right? This idea of kind of process automation, do this first, do that next, so on and so forth. And what they're going to do is basically you can type in a chat, build out a flow that will uh, update all Texas, uh, um, where the it's TX, you know, change that to TEXAS, yes. right? And then you can type that, and it will convert that. So that's that.
0: that's been rolled out.
1: Uh, I don't know if it's rolled out. If you are a Salesforce user, you know, it takes some time from <laughs> uh, the announcement to it actually <laughs> being a thing. But now that's cool. They yeah. do deliver. Um, so I'm really interested in using that. And I think we will, you know, it's, um, we were talking about. So how does
0: that shift though? So we have Salesforce consultants on the team that build flows for clients. Um, are they doing it more and faster? Like, again, I I don't see it replacing.
1: No, this, this will go back to this idea that you've got an expert that can whip them out very quickly because they have all the context. They understand how it works. They've been doing a lot. They've built thousands of flows like that individual isn't going to isn't going to get a lot of benefit out of the chat bot right that builds right. the flow for you but for somebody that is not a salesforce flow expert maybe they've never done it before like they can have this piece go build out like i don't know rough drafts right templates it can do simple things it's probably not going to go like solve your super challenging you know hundred component flow or
0: right. I was gonna say we do have this sounds like something that might be you have to take into consideration with this stuff. A lot of the environments we work in are highly complex. Yeah. Super configured. Yeah. Right. So um it'll be interesting to see how it would respond to some to a more complex environment. Or these kind of more like low level rudimentary this is how I roll out a campaign. I have right. an email, I have a landing page, yep. I have a forum, I have mm-hmm. a trigger criteria. And go build me that. Yep. And then I can come behind you and tweak it.
1: Well, there's probably one other spot where it will be really beneficial. And that's if you're if you're a Salesforce person, right? Building formulas is never fun. And if I could in that flow, right, or in HubSpot in the in the workflow, I could say, build me out one um action right or one component that does this specific thing like that could be really really powerful Mm. i can't tell you i mean i i'm pretty good at formulas but i'm not going to get them perfect every time and if i could just have it kind of bypass me going and googling the documentation you know what is the syntax let me get that exactly right and it could just do that for me and give me like a, a pretty good push in the right direction that would save me a ton of time
0: yeah I think we're getting a little excited, a little carried away with our oh, yeah. what we can go do. Um, I think we should bring it bring it back full circle. So, AI for the sake of AI is great, but we're firm believers in the power of automation. Bringing the layering the AI on top, yeah, right. And let's let's set aside AI and automation altogether. And really, why we started this. Um, it's really the foundation of then. It's it's people, process, and technology, yep. right? But take the technology out of it, people. Yep. And then your process. Yep. And then okay. go add your technology yeah. to it. So at the end of the day, none of this works unless you have a clear problem statement. Unless you have a clear understanding oh, of your absolutely. process. How will this
1: impact your process? Yep. You have to have all three of those. When we first started, Scott Scott. Gave me that idea. He was the one. Maybe he came up with it. Maybe he didn't. But he he was the first I heard it from. And I was like, nah, eh, whatever. We can just throw technology at this, right? And then as I got into the consulting world, I realized, well, I can't do the technology piece without the people, right? And then well, as I was getting further into it, a lot of these folks don't have their processes written down. They're not they documented. They're not documented. They don't even know what they want, right? And I can't. De- we can't deliver a solution without all three of those things. And so. If you try to do it, you'll you're naturally going to figure out some of the things that we've learned over time.
0: Well, we want to know what you think. Uh, we talked about a lot of different subjects, covered a lot of ground. I think on this episode, but um, how are you using these tools? Um, it doesn't have to do with Zoom or transcripts or even your sales process. We'd love to know. Email us your take at thejunctionatventtechnology.com. In the meantime, what do we say, Chase?
1: Keep it automated.